Hey, what's up, everybody? We're back, man. Here we are in Tribeca, New York, for another episode of Police Off the Cuff. My name is Mark DeMeo. I'm your host. On my far left is the very handsome oh, Bill Cannon. Hey, where'd you my perform fellows. this weekend? Uh, well, I was up in uh, in uh, Pennsylvania and New Jersey. Do they get you in Pennsylvania? Yeah, man, they get me everywhere, bro. I speak in English, New man. New Jersey? I speak English. I did a show in Pleasantville. Uh-huh. They get me there. You know, yeah, G- well, they should, because Pleasantville, isn't that right down the road from where you live? Yeah. Don't have to drive too far. Yeah, you're Austin, man. I miss Austin, the palatial estates. Wait till Police Off the Cuff hits nationally, man. You're going to have to bring me along with you on the Police Off the Cuff comedy tour. Well, we're going to do a tour, man, and hopefully uh, <laughs> we'll be banging by then. But in the meantime, like I, I don't I don't like to leave the guests sitting around because yeah, I know hey, how yeah. awkward it is. This but is um, hey, I haven't seen him in 32 years, and he walked in. I was yeah, like, yeah, kind of yeah. blessings hey, there. Kind of blessings there, Peter. Here we go. You ready? Yeah, Our guest today is a retired NYPD lieutenant, one of the most highly decorated superior officers in NYPD history. Um, he worked in a bunch of precincts. He accumulated, actually he worked in every borough, accumulated 60 awards including a combat cross and two medals of valor. He's an author. Um, he's got a book here that he's, he's, he's plugging. He's got two others that he's written. This one's called uh, Harlem Raiders. And uh, let's give it up. A nice warm welcome for Peter J. Pronzo, folks. What's up, thanks, buddy? guys. Thank He's you very much. You. Pleasure. Thank you for coming guys. in, man. Hey, my pleasure. You I guys are tell fun. You, man, when I show. look at your picture, you gotta, when you go on, uh, put him in li- online. His picture. You are you. You got on the job, and you were pretty much a cop during the seventies, right? Yeah. And you were with the handlebar mustache. That's right. And uh, you still look great, by the way. Yeah. I mean, it does look great. But even, I mean, you haven't changed. Your look hasn't changed pretty much at all. You ever yeah, seen the patrol bit. guide procedure? It says. No gross mutton chops. Uh, yeah, that was yeah. written. Yeah, but that was in the 70s, though, right? You haven't had a hair on the top of his head since 1974. This is from the 70s, folks. You've kept on that look. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, God bless you, man. Come on, you got a handsome face. But one thing is, I'm six foot four. Yeah. Uh, every time I take pictures with these people, uh, before I, the show, I always look like a giant. <laughs> what the fuck, but man? you, like everybody always says to me when they look at my picture, they always say to me, well, I didn't realize you were going to be this tall. Yeah. And I always exactly. tell them, that's because I have a short face. You embarrass me. Well, I have a short face. My <laughs> face looks like it yeah. should be on a shorter person. Yeah. When I look at your picture right here, I'm thinking, this guy's 6'4". I think maybe he's 6'6". Six, six. No. No. <laughs> and no. I see him like, you, gotta, you have a tall face. No. Yeah. You have exactly a tall right. face. Yeah. Yes. You, know, no, you had face. to be 6'4 to get in TPF. Uh-huh. And I couldn't get in. Oh, TPF man. was the tactical police force. Those were yes, the big so guys. they excluded yeah. a lot of good guys with that rule, huh? They did. I, well, they opened it up good. later on because they opened it up to uh, if you had martial arts background, or if you could box, or if you were on the football. Anybody who did uh, some on, on a team was yeah. in the. It went on to be yeah. called the task force afterwards. Yes, that's correct. But uh, yeah, yeah, there was a lot of our, our roll calls were like everybody was a monster. We had a guy who was over three hundred pound powerlifter, John wow. Sefcheck. Uh, he was like a yeah. teenage powerlifting champ. Uh, got another guy, uh, judo guys, and yeah, yeah, yeah it was it was great. Yeah. Now they so, want, but you did of, fine for yourself. They want kind of gentler cops now, though. Like, I yeah, think, yeah, you know, they you're, don't in a, want, you're, you're in a very <laughs> mellow mood today, bro. <laughs> they don't want. Did they, you they smoke before you came in? No, 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 I don't do that. <laughs> it's funny. I did, and you're the mellow one. <laughs> so listen, you had an uh, an incredible career. Where did you grow up? 
Okay, Long Island. I was born in Another Queens. Long Island. <coughs> Another Long Island kid. Nassau County, Franklin Square. Spent mm-hmm. 23 years there. And uh, I met my wife in the Tiger's Tail out in Suffolk County. She the was what? Tiger's Tail. Was, was that like a, a strip club? Like, yeah, like that. <laughs> <laughs> the Tiger's Tail. Tiger's Tail. It now, sounds like a strip club. This was in the... In the uh, no, you're kidding, right? What is that? Tiger's Tail is like a club. Like oh, a dance club. club. A right. go-go club. Uh, yeah, but it sounds... They had, they had girls in the cages. Oh, wow. Well, uh, now you tell everybody my wife was in one of those cages. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was a little fun. But anyway, I met her there in like uh, 19... Six, you broke her out of the cage. Yeah. yeah. Well, 66, wow. Yeah, and it was, uh, like I said, the 60s were good. Oh, you look good, man. See that? You look really but good. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm 73. I was born so in 67. Let's get on the air. He thought he was the oldest guest we had, but then I, I remember Animal was 75. Yeah, he was 75. Uh-huh. Good guy, Louis. Good guy. Yeah. But uh, so I'm the second oldest then. That's, That's right. Not second good. oldest. Right. So you met her in the club? I met her in the club. You I'm remember what was it? What night of the week was? Oh, I don't know. Was it you, you were with your girlfriend? You said and you met. No, him? no, I was with my friend. He's, uh-huh. he's dead now. Shows you how old I'm. But he's dead, my friend. And uh, we met uh, the girls, two girls, and, uh, and I picked uh, Rochelle, my wife, and he picked Joy, his uh, his. Uh, Oh, yeah, she's, they got married too. They got married both too. Both yeah. of you that night, like, both of you got lucky. Got married the women you met. That's correct. Holy that's shit! Great. That's, that's great. great. You know what? That's, that's like great. a home run there, right? Well, it was a different time you back then. That's yeah. right. That's right. She still is. And I bet she can cook too, best. right? She's she Italian. She can cook, right? She can cook. She's the best. <laughs> she writes. You know what? I think we were a lot smarter back then. Like you met somebody. They were. Yeah. Listen. That's what she did. As good as it's going to get. Had to marry an Italian. You understand? Yeah, for yeah. Had to marry Italian, and the Irish had to marry the Irish. And you ventured <laughs> off once in a while, but not usually. But they, you say, you they say Irish guys and Italian girls make beautiful babies, though. Yeah, they I've do. heard that. Yes, you know? yes, yeah. they do. Yes. But, uh, and uh, I came on the job in 1968, a year before they got married, 1968. Uh-huh. Uh, April, April 3rd, 1968. How old I was 21. 21. Oh. job. I took the test. Was that the I, big Vietnam class? All the guys coming back from the Vietnam War. Yes, it was. I wasn't in the service. My brother, older brother, was in special forces. I got to buy for a couple of years until I came on the job, and uh, and I come on. Once you got on the job, they wouldn't take you, right? If you had somebody in the family already, they could still oh, take yeah, you. Oh yeah, yeah. I had to right. go down to the military. Unit. Oh, the buy was because your brother was already there. He was already overseas, and then uh, so they gave you a little play for a couple of years. Then when I come on the job, uh, you had to go to the military unit. I think that was somewhere in Midtown, like mm-hmm. maybe the old 14th precinct they had. Mm-hmm. You had to go there, fill out some papers, and they told you, look, if you really want to go, you can go. Why would you want to go? No, well, you could go. <laughs> they said to give you time. Then the other one of the older guys says, don't, don't fucking go. Stay yeah, where you are. You got right. the job. Stay where you are. Mm-hmm. And so I, I stayed. And then I came on in the April 3rd. And then on, uh, we went a uh, little orientation. It was good. It was fun. And then we uh, come on April 4th, uh, the second day, that night, 6 o'clock, Martin Luther King got shot. Oh, wow. All right. Mm-hmm. And he got killed. James Elway uh, shot him in, Memf- in uh, Memphis, Memphis yeah. Tennessee. So that night, they said, listen, because there were going to have some problems in the city mm-hmm. and, and that kind of stuff. And he says, uh, listen, you guys, 700 young people, a lot of Vietnam veterans, like you said, uh, you're going to go down, you're going to get guns. And How much? How many days were you in the academy? 700. 700 kids. No, no, I'm saying you just got in the academy? Just got in one day. Second and they said, day. we're going to go get you your guns. You're going to get your guns, you're going to get gray uniforms. And that night, it was like uh, maybe 10 o'clock at night, 
before they gave us the guns, they said they took us to the outdoor range. Oh yeah, of course. Remember the outdoor range? Yeah, well, maybe okay. we should train these guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go, go in the backyard. Now, now they just show you a video. We lined it's up a video of a guy shooting. Seven hundred guys, single file. Yeah. And they had a gun laying on the cement at the outdoor range, and they had the target, but no target was in there. It was just a hoop. Oh, yeah, wow. the metal hoop. Yep. Yeah, yeah, so he says, go over there, pick up the gun, point it, and shoot through the hoop. Picked it up, shot the gun, laid the gun down, get in the back of the line. You were oh, trained. <laughs> that was the training. Yeah, fired six shots from the revolver, right? There. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then went on the bus. 700 guys. All the buses all lined up. From there, they took us back downtown. They gave us our service weapons and showed us how to fix the gun belt mm -hmm. downtown. And uh, gave us the gray uniforms, wow. like the pants, the shirt. That's an incredible yeah. story. Yeah, and then we were on. So the you basically were on. Um, you're basically what would they call it? Not, we used Probation. To call it, uh, Probation. No, 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 but they was they were on alert right now for God forbid there was riding yeah. mobilization. Yeah. That's yeah. what I was looking for. Right. For and waiting because when I was uh, when I was in the academy for the third day, that's when um, Kiko Garcia got shot. And they were like, we're on standby or something like that. And I'm like, why? We, we've been here three days. I don't know how to do anything. We can go up there for you know. And so that's a, that's a nice yeah. warm room. That's and exactly what you did. Safe. The third day, uh -huh. we were out on the street. Wow. The third day with our nightsticks, they lined us up on Fifth Avenue, seven hundred uh -huh. kids. They must have been scared, huh? No, we can't. Well, you know what it was? I was a plumber. Uh -huh. You have to understand. Yeah. I was a plumber, a construction kid. I was an apprentice. All I did was uh -huh. carry pipe. Mm -hmm. From morning, I get in the morning and then unload big trucks of cast iron pipe, uh -huh. and the skin was off my shoulders. Oh, yeah, yeah. So much so that when I had the last final uh, physical to get on the job, uh -huh. the guy said, what's, what's missing on your shoulders? <laughs> the skin was off from carrying the fucking cast iron pipe. Right. So it sucked, you know, yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. I told my dad. I yeah, said, how much longer could you have done no, that? No, I said, I told my dad. I said, Pop, I, I said, I want to do something. What are you, you going to do? I said, well, I'm going to take the police test. I saw all the young... Uh, rookies who are running around with their gray uniforms yeah. and stuff. It looked nice to me. That looks yeah. good. What I was doing wasn't good. Did he yeah. say, hey, Peter, what are you, stupid with a mop? He, he told me, no. <laughs> you can't become a cop with a mop. <laughs> he told me. So my, my dad tells me, look. I said, I'm carrying pipe. He says, yeah, but they're going to shoot at you. I says, I don't care. Uh -huh. I said, because uh -huh. I was tired of carrying pipe. Yeah, yeah but how long would you have done that for? Maybe you had another year left before you started uh, actually fixing the toilets instead of carrying <laughs> the pipe? I'm telling you. <laughs> no, they wouldn't let you near anything. Just carry the pipe, thread it. But eventually you're going to get, yeah, I guess. Yeah, you, you get the journeyman's card after five years. At some point years. you're going to yeah. yeah. be a past yeah. an apprenticeship. But my dad was Plus, 60 years old. make a day to work. They yeah, do. they do very well. Yeah. Better than cops. But I was. It's a shitty job. There you go. There you go. <laughs> my, my dad was 60, uh -huh. and I was uh, 21, uh -huh. know, 20 at the time. Yeah. So I saw I had to do this for another 45 years. Oh, your dad years. was a plumber? Yeah. Plumber, oh, yeah. Sure. My, my brother was a plumber before he went to service. Wow, I said, yeah. How did you not get that, Bill? I'm just <laughs> 40, <laughs> I missed it. 40 years. Wow. I said, I couldn't do that for 40 years. No yeah, way. yeah. They so worked said, hard, man. So they I worked said, hard. I'll do 20. Plus, you know, some, no way would we ever call a plumber to be on this show. There you, you go. Know, yeah. <laughs> right, right. I was a plumber, you know? And so that was the third day we were out, we were on the street, twirling on nice sticks, trying uh -huh. to play and stuff uh -huh. like that. And, uh, and that was, so the guys were complaining, this sucks. This sucks, yeah. This sucks, standing, this, that's it. Uh -huh. I says, you don't understand, this is good. You were carrying uh -huh. the pipe. I'm, 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 I'm getting paid for this, stand here. I'll stand, put it yourself. Story. And I was outside, it was cold. I says, I think this it's is It's all perspective, this is man. Cool. Really, so it was good. this is great. So I had a steady job. 
Yeah, bless you. But you no, in your gray like, uniforms? Gray uniforms. That sort of marks you, though, as the rookie, right? Yeah. yeah. I didn't care. I, didn't as long care. as I got paid, I didn't give a shit. When I said before, you got, uh, they must have been scared. I was talking about, not you really, but the, the department. Like, you know, you're putting out uh, 700 ki- people out there. They, just, they went and shot in a hoop. Nobody knows nothing. I mean, what could happen? I mean, what's to stop somebody from just, you know, sh- letting a couple rounds go? You know, yeah. well, where they're standing there instead of twirling the thing, yeah. just you know. And these guys were Vietnam veterans a lot, yeah. of them, uh, so they yeah, wanted yeah, action. Yeah, 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 they right? wanted it. You know, I didn't know from nothing. So I said, "So no, did we, you have to go back after this?" Yeah, we went back after about two weeks. We didn't get paid uh, for uh, overtime. Then they just passed it in like October. Oh, so, so you, you never really got paid. So you were working more than eight hours. Uh, yeah, for, there. well, you got time back. Maybe it was like time mm-hmm. back, and they were just changing that. The uh-huh. contract was just coming up. But you didn't get paid for four weeks anyway, right? right. When you come on the job, maybe. There was oh, yeah, like a it took delay. like six weeks to get overtime. So, yeah, yeah, something like that. So you really didn't get paid. But uh, I felt I had a steady job. Everything was good. We went back to the academy after two weeks. And then uh, we had about maybe four weeks of the academy, three or four weeks more. That was it. Because things were heating up around the city in 1968. All the demonstrations mm-hmm. and shit, anti anti war Was there the con- Democratic National Convention that year in Chicago? Yeah, I think so. And you yeah, know what happened? So yeah, it was, yeah, a, it, it was a, a busy yeah, was summer. A, were you yeah. talking about, you said 1967? 68, I think. 68. 68. 68. Yeah. And uh, it was a, like That's I said, a lot of it, was, point, it yeah. was a, well, you know American what it was? American history. Uh, it was years. anti-police. Yep. Uh, you, had, you had the people, the assassinations, the mm-hmm. president, you had the... the Senator, you had uh, Martin Luther King get shot, so it was busy. You had the beginnings of the um, Black Panther Party. Yeah. They started in like 1966. Yeah, I read and, that. And you worked yeah. in the, your first command was the 2-6. No, my first command was actually, uh, I'll rush it as quick as I can. My first command, uh, temporary assignment for the summer when we were out around May or June, mm-hmm. I went to the Queens Task Force. Oh, okay. So I got That's lucky. I, I worked with, you did? Task Force? The, the Queens Marines. Oh, there you go. So <laughs> yeah, I, was I don't know, but I've been told. That's what we were talking about, the <laughs> yeah. TPF. Yeah, and I, I was there for uh, the whole summer. Uh-huh. And uh, I worked with the older guys, uh, and all these guys were like ex-Brooklyn, Bronx, Harlem cops. Yeah, those were great guys. Yeah, right? you know, uh. they were tough guys. A lot of old, mostly Irish old tough guys. Mm-hmm. You know, they had all the, the rack of medals. Mm-hmm. They had a notch on the gun. The partner I worked with, I try not to mention the names. Uh, but uh, well, he had... out uh, people in the yeah, show. and they had, you know, yeah. no, I try not to. Uh, I will, but... A lot of brown and, bags. Because his, his grandchildren are probably on the A lot show. of brown bags in those squad cars. <laughs> <laughs> and you're right. Getting rid of... Maybe, and you're right. There was, there was a system to it. Right? Yeah. There was oh, a system to it. Windows, clothes, cigarettes. The, 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 the bottle, yeah. the, the, the yeah, can the always back, yeah. went right back in yes. the bag, right yeah. back in its original pl- holder. <laughs> And he just took them out one by one. This way, there was no accidents back there. But back then, though, everyone, all the cops smoked. They were all overweight. Yeah. And when they retired, they lived about five years, and yeah. then they died, yeah. right? Yeah, the, the ones I had worked with in the task force, especially, worked with a couple, of, quite a few good, some heroes, real good cops, medals, because they did come from all around the city. Mm-hmm. And then the last few years on the job, they came out to Queens, and then they got picked up right away for the task force. Uh-huh. And a taxi squad there, they had a taxi truck unit. Uh, they had a, the task force was there the QSD in uh, Queens at the, at the park. And uh, so you had a lot of tough guys, a lot of heroes, mm-hmm. a lot of medals, tape on the gun. You learned. You know, but it was good quick. that you worked with those guys right out the back. Quick. Well, uh, I learned out the quick. gate Because you learn important stuff, how to get... Like, I remember uh, we went to, um, like, these fairs, these festivals, and I went with, like, two older guys right up to a stand, and they go, like, uh, oh, those are nice shirts. You got a double X there? 
And what do you wear? Mayo. Mayo, what do you wear? Yeah, he's a double X. So let me get two of those. All right, thanks a lot, man. Let's go put these in the car. Grab it, let's get a soda. You want a hot dog? Exactly. He didn't want to talk about that part no. of it. <laughs> then I went to the, uh, from there. We, oh, those were important things back then. I know. It was very important. But I, from there, I went back. They came us and they says, look, you're leaving the task force, everybody. All the young people who were in the task force, you're going to safety B. I said, what's safety B? Uh-huh. And it says, it's a traffic unit. What do you mean traffic? I oh, said, so I came from Collar and up. Yeah, I said, we don't want to. I'm not going there. I said, traffic. no, no, because we were a little nutty at that point. We, we had no training. And shit. I says, I'm not going there. I don't want to go. Look, get me something else. But, I, but none of us. We don't want to go to mm-hmm. fucking safety B. You're not going to. So he says, you're going. All you young guys, you're going to safety B. Went to safety B. It was an old building, maybe the old 18th precinct. Uh-huh. It's a condemned building. And, and they, and they would, no traffic training at all. The sergeant would come by. He says, look, I'll tell you where to stand. This is where you stand. And then you take a break every hour. And you come mm-hmm. out for 10 and this and that. And I was directing traffic. Yep. Next thing you know, what the fuck am I doing here? Downtown, a safety B, I think it was downtown Manhattan. Yeah, it's like, yeah. that's called uh, Midtown, Midtown Traffic. Now. Yeah, it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was safety B, A and B. And the B was downtown. And that little horse in- insignia yeah, on yeah, your yeah, shirt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, over there, we're, we're in our blues, of course. And then we're out in the middle of the street and... Directing, trying to try to work with the lights. He says, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Mm-hmm. I'm, with all the four-way traffic. But you're Italian, so it was natural. Yeah, well, she's, with the hands. Away. I'm doing it now. I'm doing too much now. Where's your producer? It's a funny thing, man. Those guys that work I'm in sorry. that traffic unit, they yeah. have some schedule. Like their schedule is like, you know, you go out and you're gonna be out for two hours. Yeah. And you're coming back in. There's like a break, you know, until the nighttime rush hour, yeah. whatever it is. But yeah. it's like a system. You do it every single day, yeah. and then yeah. in between there, you get a couple of parkers. Yeah, uh, maybe a mover for those whatever they do. But yeah, it's you, like get the, you got the ten movers uh, for the month. You Little by you, off. you get you get very 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 far away from police work. I mean, you're you're just you're just making more yeah. money than like. But a lot of these guys, they have other jobs. Like when I worked yeah. in a task force, everybody was a plumber, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody was an electrician. Everybody had another thing that they did. When so your shift at work, a lot of people just used it to get um, the health benefits. And all the things that the early retirement. But your thing was, you were a plumber. I was a electrician, a carpenter. You had a whole yeah. other business on the side. Yeah, because exactly. you worked steady days, right? In uh, safety B, we did steady days, and that lasted about eight weeks, nine weeks. And from there, I got uh, permanently assigned to the 13 precinct, which was that's was a good mad. place. No, it was a good place, but you know what it was? Like, from the task worse. force, I wanted to a little bit more uh, action. You know, this 13 guy, he was wants a little every, quiet. He wants everything. He wants everything. Because I was a little antsy. He wants the paratroop in like a non veteran. No. Until the 3 2. No, kind of rookie. He's like, yeah, I don't want to go there, boys. It's not for me. I don't do traffic. Just to flashback something I had to feel. You know what happened? You talk about all the Vietnam vets, you know? When we were at the. The physical, the medical, and the physical, uh-huh. and you had to get the weighed in, and, and these guys were all muscled. Some of these guys, these veterans, and they wouldn't make the height requirement, you know. And one of my friends, which was what at that uh, time, five eight, you had to be five, five eight, eight, right? Uh-huh. And then these guys were heroes, mm-hmm. and they wouldn't take them. Oh, they, used to, they used to get stretched. I don't know if you ever saw anybody yeah, get stretched. Yeah, people used to roll up on their bed, supposedly. Yeah, yeah. They, they used to put the whole bed again. right there so they, they could jump out of bed because yeah. you're yeah. a couple of inches taller yeah. when you first wake up. It's gravity yeah. that makes yeah. sure. And they, they went for stretches like for eight weeks before they went for their medical. Mm. And uh, then they laid on a stretcher. They had the family members take them upstairs. And they lied out in the hallway. 
And then they went and got the, tried to stretch and make it. And they would oh, say, wow. some guy would say, no, 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 you're, I'm sorry, you know. And the guys would bang, I'll be right back. And they'd bang themselves on the fucking head. <laughs> not at that, I swear to God. No, you're like not in your head. Bruise, yeah. It's a quarter inch. You're yeah, not in yeah, your head, yeah. you know. So they banged the fucking head. They tried to stretch up the tall. And mm -hmm. they would say, no, fucking heroes. Uh -huh. You know, That's and they would take them. Now they take, now they take any, you know. I take really? a whole army. They had a little person go I on the job. I take a whole army right? of those little guys, <laughs> man. They got, they got a chip on their shoulder. The little ones, man, they want to, uh, they want to get in there and beat yeah. up big guys. And then they, now they love. Remember, I said that all of a sudden. Why are they lowering the call box? They had to lower them all down. Uh -huh. you know? Then they got rid of them. But anyway, that was so. That's now I'll get back up to the thirteenth. That was in the thirteenth for about the, a year and a half or so, and then we uh, went on strike. Maybe you had the people yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. Oh, no, no. You were, I thought, what about the layoffs? The layoffs. Uh, no, I, no, it's later on. Layoffs came in like 75. Oh, okay. This is like uh, 69, mm -hmm. 68, 69. I went to the 13th precinct, and we had the strike in 1970. And uh, and they that was before that's you guys could actually go on strike back then. No, the tail alone, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, there was it, well, there was created then, wasn't it? No, no I think no, they had it, but they yeah. they would fire people yeah. for that, right? Yeah. Well, you, you lost two days pay for every day you were on strike. Wow. So the, the delegate comes to me. He said, "Stay home." I says, "You sure?" He says, "Stay home because you're going to come in here. Everybody says they're not going to work anyway, and if they would, you try to work, you know the guys would grab you by your throat and says, you know, you're fucking not working.' Yeah, and yeah. It was like, you know, you know, the union, you know." So, well, so you got blue flu. <laughs> I stayed home for the five days. So I came back to work, and then a couple of months later, uh, the retaliation was double the um, uh, each day you were out, double that you you lost your pay. I says, all right. So I got fucked. Then the day after that, when I came back, I got transferred. Six hundred transfers. Six hundred young people they picked as retaliation for the strike. So they picked where you were. I lived all the way out in the north shore of Long Island and Suffolk County. They went with a fucking protractor, I guess, and they figured out where you, and they says, okay, you're going to the 2-6 mm -hmm. because it was the furthest from your house oh, wow. to fuck you. You know, and I went there. But um, why, why just the young guys got punished? Uh, for the, I don't know. They picked by seniority, I guess, and they took the young guys. There's 600 mm -hmm. they could get away with, right, with, right. The, with the union. And he says, well, it's because... You well, the union probably out. sold you out, too. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. But I'm sure anyway. list, like any other list changed a lot. Yeah, the like, PBA. Hey, you know, hey, hey chief. Yeah. Oh, hi, chief. Yeah, yeah my son, he's not going to want to go there. Yeah. <laughs> and I went to the 2-6, which was, if you had to be in Harlem, it was West Harlem. The hole in the donut. Yeah. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. It was a good place yeah. to work. Nice people, good conferences. That's what you thought, right? Yeah. yeah. Until, well, until what happened? Well... Uh, May, maybe May uh, 17th, 19, 1971, uh, I'm watching uh, D.A. Hogan's house. We had a, a district post. attorney, Hogan. District attorney, Hogan, Hogan and he was doing some... <clears throat> what was that, like a fixer? It was like a fixed post, but with a radio car. Mm -hmm. So me and my partner were there. You had to do your tour there. And uh, Why were uh, you watching his house? Uh, the BLA, the Black Panthers, before, just at the edge the of the Black, Black Liberation Panthers Army. And the Black Liberation Army was taking over. But these were the Black Panthers first, and he was doing some prosecuting uh, stuff with the, uh, against the uh, uh, Black Panthers. So there were threats BLA. made against them? Yes. So the district attorney. You got it. And so we were watching his house, and you couldn't leave until you got a relief. Yeah. So uh, it, it, I can mention the names because they're the best. Uh, Nick Benetti and Tom Curry, real good, solid cops. You know, uh, we called one the preacher, <laughs> you know. And so they pull up, and uh, they relieve me uh, for meal. Me and my partner, we leave for meal. And when I come back from meal, they're gone. I says, where the fuck did they go? 
I said, oh, I, you know, and this was like, this is, I didn't want the DA getting killed, you know? I said, where'd he go? Oh, shit, I think that. 30 seconds later, I hear, I'm shot, I'm shot. I said, where the fuck are you? They were down at 104th and uh, Riverside Drive, a few blocks from DA Hogan's mm -hmm. house. And uh, I heard it and come over, I'm shot, I'm shot, 104 Riverside. So we said, so let's go. We go down over there and the doors to the radio car were all open and the, and the windows were all blown out. And uh, I tell you the truth, it looked like a car accident. You know, I really couldn't tell. I said, what right. the fuck, is it a car accident? I said, so I put it over the radio. We're on the scene, Central. I said, send an ambulance. Because I've seen the fucking blood pouring out. They're hanging out of the car. It was really a, a bad they, scene. Did, was there bulletproof vests back then? No. No, no vests. No the vests didn't come until like uh, 1978, 79. We had the bulletproof vests. So oh. yeah, and uh, what happened was that uh, I could see through the uh, driver door. It was like a small circle of the bullet holes about like this big you know like there were 45 caliber machine pistol maybe a mac 10 or whatever wow. 16 shots went right through the uh, the driver's side door because they, they apparently that pulled uh they chased it because we found out later they they from where they, they pulled alongside where uh, hogan's house was uh for the fixed post i guess they were going to machine gun the, the cops there and they were going to machine gun the fixed mm -hmm. post it was for us you know uh, it wasn't for Hogan, it was for this. So, by the grace of God, I managed to, to by a few minutes, you missed what it. if I missed it? Man. So, we, so, they, yeah. so they, were, they were attacking the cops yes. that were sitting in front of the house? Yes, yes. And it, did it matter which cops? I mean, did no. they have a thing nope. for you? Did you nope. uh, harass, not nope. harass them, but do your job, nope. and they felt it was harassment? Nope, nope. just to get the, the so cops. So they were coming to, to uh, assassinate the, the police officers who was, who were guarding you got it. DA Hogan's Frank house. Hogan, you got it. And Frank it just so happened that you were on lunch. You got wow. it. I went down, we put Nick Benetti in a big guy, like 225 pounds. We could barely get him in the car, in the back of the car. And the other car took uh, Tom Curry in, and he got shot, knocked his, all his teeth out, the pallet. Truly, he was paralyzed. He was really hurt bad. Wow. And Nick Benetti took all his organs all on the inside right out. And the, the bullets, when you looked at the other side, Excuse me, I'm sorry. It's okay, don't worry about it, man. On the other side of the car, uh, when the bullets went through, the, the hole pattern was big. We have to go into the bodies. And when the, when the bullet holes came out, they were the size of silver dollars. You know, when it rips the, yeah, the, the other uh, side, exit exits ones, the yeah, car. Yeah. You know? I put Nick Benny in. I was in the back of the car and we off to St. Luke's, putting it over the air. And, uh, you know, we didn't know much what happened, really, the circumstances. But I said, well, I knew they were shot and... It, I could saw the, the blood pouring out through the holes, and I, and I, so I went back. I tried to stay with me, Nick. His eyes were rolling back, and I tried to put my fingers in the How bullet old are you holes. Again? 21, 21. 21 right yeah. Well, at that time I was 22, probably 22 and a half. And I have you ever seen anybody get shot before this? Not like this, no. Not like this. So I put my fingers in the bullet holes, trying to stop the blood. How could you, you know? even like you know, know what to do? Yeah. No, that's all I saw. It. So I saw right. it. That's all I knew. That, and uh, just from the, as a, one human to another, you know. And, uh, and I said, Nick, stay with us, stay with us, and to the hospital, and everybody was lined up from all over the city, came to give blood. So they were the original first two guys uh, to get hit off, uh, hit by the, uh, the BLA, all right, mm -hmm. on, on that. And then it went after that uh, two weeks later. So they survived, but they were... They were How they did they, are they still alive today? Uh, one passed away, and one didn't. And what kind of life did they have after Terrible. that? Paralyzed. Terrible, oh, terrible, God. Terrible. Just terrible situation. Yeah. And then, uh, like, uh, I think it was two nights uh, after that, uh, they uh, assassinated um, P. 
Piagentini and Jones. Joe Piagentini. In the 3 2, right? In the 3 2. That's and right. Waverly Jones. When I went into the 3 2, their pictures are still you know, yeah. up on that wall. It's still got memorial you know, wall there. Yeah. Got it's it. funny because, you know, the memory, this, this kind of stuff, this history through the department and what, uh, just what this city's been through. You know, it's like the, these stories are like most people don't even know these stories, especially the police officers, the young guys on the job, even guys midway through their career right now. How would you know this? And you should know this because, oh, they're throwing water runners or, uh, you know, the guy runs into the precinct, you know, and, and you know, he, he's, he's trying to kill cops. And five minutes before that, he was shooting into a, a patrol car. So you're like, wow, what the hell is going on? That kind of stuff has happened before. I mean, we have yeah. a history of that. Yes, if you you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Actually, a worse history. It's it should be, it, we should we should be have better better yeah. prepared. Yeah, for this I, kind of stuff. Well, I think even in New York City, one of the things that I uh, find ridiculous is how accessible they let the station house be to the community. You got to yeah. Nassau County. You know, you're bu getting buzzed in by a yeah. bulletproof door. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're not walking into the priest. Oh, can Bill, I use the bathroom or whatever? You know, yeah, Bill. After that, uh, right after that, uh, they started tightening up security, and then uh, really tight security yeah. started to build up. And then they, after uh, uh, Waverly Jones and Joe Piagentini got uh, murdered up in the three two with the polo ground houses, um, security really tightened up, and they started thinking black and white teams working mm -hmm. together. They were out. Are to you talking show. about a, um, the BLA shootings? A Caucasian and an African American working together. Yes. yes. Why do you think they were targeting white officers? Both. Anybody who, uh, first of all, any uh, African American. I, I'm sorry if I say that we're black, but no, it's fine. No, no, that's that's fine. Okay. That's yeah. fine. Uh, I didn't do it for a yeah. specific purpose. No, uh, I just wanted yeah. to make sure that uh, we were talking about people. They were really uh, against the black officers for working with a white. You know, that, that was really a bothered them. So they were the worst target. Uh, uh, so Forster and Laurie, Forster and Laurie downtown. You're trying to lure the men? Is that what you're trying to do? Uh, they just didn't like it, so to speak. They didn't, they were, the BLA was no, what against I'm saying, it. The, the, you said that they were putting a black officer with a white no, officer. No, they stopped just, doing it. They stopped doing it. Oh, okay. The CEO was up to the CEO's discretion, but they stopped doing it, especially after Forster and Laurie got uh, mm -hmm. killed down in the ninth precinct. Yeah, uh, right. they, they they put a kibosh on it, and then they had some. And uh, what's the time span between these uh, assassinations? Well, we had uh, uh, well an attempt, and then an assassination. Thirteen that year, I think it was 1971. Thirteen cops got killed in New York City because of the BLA. No, I'd say about uh, seven or eight of them because of the BLA. Others were just regular killings. You know, right. in, mm -hmm. in, in, you know, they had no. So problem. seven or eight were as a direct result yeah. of assassination, assassination attempts. Assassination, yeah. And how did you feel at being an officer at that time? I mean, did you want to go back to plumbing at this point? You're like, fuck it. <laughs> no, you know, I'll you know, they don't shoot you. Everything my father said, that little scratch on my shoulder. I told you, my my parents are still there. They died just a couple years later, '73 and '75. But they says, I fucking told you. You know, what are you doing? My brother was back. So a crazy time. Time. I mean, yeah. Hell, yeah. you can go through that, man. You can pretty yeah. much go through everything. It's like a war. And then every year, we had about uh, 10 a year uh, get killed. Wow. Uh, That's a lot. You're talking about in the line of duty killings. In the line of duty killings. And then we had about, uh, we, we could talk about that later when we get to it, but uh, we always went over that amount with suicides. Mm. We suicides were a big yeah, problem. Yeah, we're going to cover, we're gonna cover yeah. the suicide so, uh, yeah, stuff. I just wanted so to go through We the, averaged uh, about 10 a year in the 70s. And then you always averaged like 13 a year and 14 a year in suicides, mm -hmm. you know, just the way it was, you know. And uh, so it got very busy. And then uh, 
after one of the, uh, I won't mention any names on this particular uh, situation, but after... Uh, I'm sorry, I don't want to cut you off, but I have to. For, you mentioned, that, were you married at this time? Because I got yeah, confused. I so you were. Yeah, I got, we got married. How, how did you come feel on? about that? Quite interesting, I have to tell you. I thought I was marrying a plumber when I first. <laughs> oh wow! If you can't hear it, I want a little plumber. Wife, what was her name? What's your wife's name again? Rochelle. Rochelle thought she was marrying a plumber, yes. and now you're marrying a, a soldier. And when he's going out to work every day, yes. you're hearing about police officers getting murdered, yes. assassinated. Yes. I mean, you must have been. I, used, I cleaned a lot of blood off his uniform. Oh, wow! Good. Every day. Yep. Every day wow. the uniform go yes, home, they're all the fucking bloody. That was just a, it was a shitty wow. time. And the 3-2 three, you know, three was no joke working no, back then. It was no, a lot no, of control, This right? was a 2-6. I didn't get to oh, the 3-2 okay. oh, This is all when I was in a 2-6. Wow. This is, this is yeah. his first week of first, this, 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 well, this is the first week. I said, week. what's going on? <laughs> so after after one of the wives of the of the, the officers who got killed were at the um, the funeral, and uh, she, had, she sort of made a big thing against the mayor, and says here, who is the mayor? Uh, Lindsay. 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 I think it was yeah, Lindsay, Lindsay, right? Yeah. And, he, and threatened the mayor, and uh, says, "My husband put a fifty-seven in, and uh, how 57 come fifty-seven means a request for transfer, transfer yeah. on many occasions?" And uh, he says, "And you will never let him out because he also lived on Long Island. You know, he was. Fine. I don't want to mention the person. Anyway, so the wife was complaining to the mayor. Yeah, to the mayor. My, my husband and requested the a transfer on a number of yep. occasions. Yes, and nobody helped him. No. So what they did, they started uh, right after that, like about a week or two later, they started the A, B, and C precincts. I don't know if you remember yeah, that. Yeah, they labeled yeah. them high crime, right, right. middle crime, and In low order crime. To honor these fifty, these uh, yeah, to fifty-seven requests for transfers. You got it. Yeah, got it. Especially with people who had time on. Gotcha. Well, you were supposed oh, yeah. to spend X amount of time in an A house, and Good. then you could go to a you B, could go house, to a B a house, house, or a C house, or a whatever. C house, right, whatever. Right. So, uh, I, for me, I didn't care where I worked. You know, it was, I was making the overtime. It was I didn't give a shit. It was bad all over the city. It could happen anywhere. So I, uh, and I had says, you know, uh, I didn't have enough time to get to Queens, of course, but I'll take anything to avoid the pain at all. So I says, I'll take. Brooklyn. How much was the toll back then? Like a quarter. Uh, no, like 50 cents, I think. Like 50, 35 cents. You were complaining cents. about 50 cents? <laughs> yeah. That's freaking $15 yeah. right now. This guy's complaining about I was only making $100 a week. That's right. So it's when you lost right. $80 a week. I know. Yeah. $100 a week. You know, and you weren't brown bag. Yeah. But anyway, uh -huh. so uh, I could go and they, they came to you and said, look, if you want to go, I couldn't go to Queens, of course. A lot of the older guys went to Queens. Uh, and I says, I could get Brooklyn. I says, I'll take Brooklyn. And I went to the 7-1. Uh -huh. And uh, like 1972 or 73, 73, I went to Brooklyn, the 7-1 precinct, which is wow. So no more which, Manhattan. No more Manhattan. Man. I, was, I says, man, I had enough. I says, so that's good. God bless Holland. Because the, the reality is... Uh, especially if you have a beautiful wife like Rochelle at home waiting for you, right? You know, uh, but a lot of it is the commute. That's what it was. Yeah. And, the you know, if you're living in Long Island, yeah. uh, getting into Manhattan, you got to pay the toll. Yeah. But you could have went, wasn't it 59th Street Bridge back then? Uh, too, right? Yeah, but it was all the way I didn't down. do that, yeah. too. I worked in the 2-6. I lived yeah. in Queens. And you I took would, the Tribal, I right? just took the Tribal. Tribal Bridge. Yeah. You're not going to go that far. Anyway. anyway, the traveling, you know, was two and a half hours a day each uh, way. Because yeah. you worked directly to Forge. You never started early. Oh, that's the worst. So you worked. Yeah. And you couldn't you get, they would adjust couldn't that make, to make it easy. Like, yeah. make it six to two or whatever. Yeah. So this way we're not driving in the... Nope. And then you had to stay. You had to, until your radio car guy got out, you couldn't face go to the station. Face-to-face face relief. Yeah, face-to-face yeah, face relief. So you had to stay until 10 after 4. They turned out at 4 o'clock. The time they come out was 10 after, quarter after 4, got in the cars. Then you went in 
and you, you were a half hour. It's like 4.30. Now it took two and a half hours to get home. That's crazy. You were home at 7, 8 o'clock at night. Uh -huh. It's It sucked, you know? Yeah. So to beat the tolls, I was happy. That's got the story you used to tell your wife? Yeah. That's, 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 yeah. <laughs> it wasn't in the local <laughs> gin mill. My, my <laughs> chill, like that. <laughs> Listen, I was an Italian kid. That's but right. I worked with a lot of Irish guys. That's right. You know, we, and so we they used, made you drink. I never liked carpool, but I had to. I had my little Volkswagen. And it would barely make it up the hill coming out of the tunnel. You had a Jetta or a Beetle? A Beetle. I had a few Beetles. But I had my, now I had a those things they didn't even use gas. No, you but put a gallon in only had drive around the world. Yeah, yeah. So when I came out of the tunnel, the with Midtown these, Tunnel from the 13th Precinct, going three back guys on the story, it weighed more than the car. Yeah, yeah. And then the, the, the thing was, you know, and they said they always wanted to stop the Irish guys. You know, yeah, and that was the only thing. Yeah. I says, hey, guys, I says, you know, I want to go home. It's, no, no, we're just going to stop for a few big and the thing, a few beers. All right, and a few beers. And then when the trick was, wherever you went into the guy's neighborhood, you know, I, I could tell this stuff anyway. This is it's so far. They take out their gun and they put a hole in the in the street signs. Uh -huh. You know, I went off the expressway yeah, and, yeah, and, uh, and the side roads, and they put that. I said, "What are you fucking doing?" It was loud inside the car. <laughs> I didn't care. I said, "Am I going to get in trouble now?" You know. And so every day it passed the street, and you see the bullet holes in it. That, you know. So this is the stuff. You know. Uh -huh. Anyway, that's. Regressing. I'm sorry. That's so all right. going no, back, these are great stories. No, anyway, <laughs> back. I was in Brooklyn, and uh, and I stayed there. I, I figured, you know what? Let me study. You know, I figured now's the chance. I can maybe I could pick where I could go. Yeah. You know, and, and things would get a little better. And uh, and I studied and in Brooklyn. And we before had, we, uh, yeah, uh, let's go back because um, I know I wanted to ask you about. Uh, with the LBA, before we go back to Brooklyn, Joanne Chesimard. Chesimard. Yes, She was um, the leader of the LBA? Uh, she, not the LBA, the uh, Black Liberation. BLA. She was the president of the lieutenant's union. She was the president of the BLA. She was the head of it. She was the head of the BLA. And she probably made the hit on you guys and the following guys. and. She never got caught, right? She did. Uh, they had her. She escaped, and uh, we were we couldn't fucking believe it. And then uh, she's, she's in she Cuba escaped. now, right? She escaped. She's in Cuba. She with a million dollar bag. Somehow she, she escaped, escaped the prison here in the United States. Yeah, yeah. and then they and then went to Cuba. Cuba. Yeah, and then came back to Manhattan. We almost had her one night uh, when I was in the street crime. Uh, they uh, some feds were there, and they had her spotted. They eighty five everybody. All the radio cars. Look, they said. I said, you mean you had her? They punked? Yeah. The feds punked okay. again. No, you talking about the <laughs> FBI? Yeah, the feds. Well, I'll tell you what happened. Yeah, so what happened they had her. They were looking at her. And then they said, you know what? Let's get out of the car and put on our FBI jackets and yeah. get the shotguns ready. And then we'll call for backup. Let's get the real police to get this yeah. ready. These Michelle's left over there because I used to tell her the same stories. It's terrible. Anyway, so she got away, went to Cuba, a million-dollar bounty on her head, and they know where she is. Anyway, so I'm in going. That was... Uh, Later on. But you anyway, think she had help breaking out of prison over there in oh Alabama? God, no, I don't know. Who the fuck knows that? Anyway, so <laughs> I'm, I'm in Brooklyn, and I was doing good. We had the Italian squad cars, like two, three cars. To what do you mean Italian? Cops. What is Italian that? Italian car. Like, we had an Italian car. You had an Irish car. Oh, we so had an Italian car. Yeah, 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 two and four guys. We had combat cars. You, you know remember what, the combat cars? Yeah. On the roll call, um, was it? You remember that? On yep. the combat cars, you're too young. I don't, well, on the roll call, you had it on the roll call. I mean to cut you off. No, so I'm going to tell the story before the time runs out. We got time. Anyway, on the roll call, they had combat cars. Uh -huh. You could bring your own guns, as long as it was on your 10 card. 
<laughs> so if you had a shotgun, you had whatever, had to, well, you had a, because you couldn't go with six bullets. Right, right, no. And, and uh, my one Irish guy, when I, that shot a few people, he told me when I first came on the job, he says, never, always take a handful of bullets and put it in your jacket pocket. Because trust me, someday you're going to need those bullets. And he was right. No always take the bullets. So that was before speed loaders. Before speed yeah, loaders. Way before speed, speed loaders. Yeah, so you had to have it in your, in your pocket. So... What happened? I'm in Brooklyn, and I work with the, uh, a group of Italians, and, and, and one guy, he, he passed away. I, I can mention his name. A real good, solid cop, but he was always in trouble. Mm-hmm. All right? Um, uh, Louis Epilito. A real, real solid oh, cop. Oh, so we Louis just talked about cops. Louis last yeah, week. So you, you worked are, yeah. with Louis Young on the job. Yeah, Young on the job. He got Louis. in trouble later on. Later on. He so was a hero cop. Medal of Honor. Medal of Honor winner. Shot 20 As far as you know, this, at this point in Louis' career, he was legit. Legit cop. I mean, straight up, I mean, really. And you liked working with him. Good guy. Be, I don't want to cut you off. Yeah. But you mentioned about the Italian cars and, uh, and, the, and the Irish cars and yeah. whatever have you. And the reason why I want to go back to that is just my, my, our audience, they're not all retired law enforcement. They might not know what you're talking about. When they do the roll call, you're talking about pairing up one Italian guy with the other Italian guy, and that's the Italian car. That's what you're talking you about. It. You're sector Adam. You got it. And we're going to take the two Irish guys... And um, they're going to be Sector Charlie uh, David, right? Got it. Exactly. Okay, Got so it. then, all right. That's, yeah. I just wanted to clarify Then that. I, I, I did that for a little while. And so your uh, partner in the Italian car was Louis? Sometimes. Louis, uh, sometimes. Okay. With Louis. We rotated around, and uh, we had, uh, like, four guys to a car with the combat cars. And, well, uh, wait, wait, one more thing. The combat cars. Right. Now, you're saying that it was so busy back then... That they said, whatever guns you got at home, bring it in. We we gotta have them. As long as it's on the tent card. As long as you okay, so you can bring a shotgun. Yeah. You could bring uh, a forty-five. Yeah, guys had their military guns. Wow. Yeah. Well, because you know things times were bad, and the supervision was different then. But anyway, so, so I I, I yeah. work with those guys, the group of guys, the same squad of guys, and then I wanted to study, and then I took a. Uh, the how car, you know what the how car, the house, house of worship, worship yeah, house yeah, of worship yeah, car. Yeah. I took that car. What do you mean I, you took it? I, mean, I took, I took the assignment. Oh, I thought you meant you were going no, out that no, night. No, no, no. They, 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 they I apologize. <laughs> My wife is laughing. We used to do that too. Oh. My fucking <laughs> 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 You ever going out? You ever going out and you, you don't want to take no, your own car? So let me take no, the no, police car. The row. Which one are you not using? All right, let's say get the keys to that. Then you take the that because or you just wanted the plaque. So I took that. House of Worship car. It's not as easy as I thought it was. I took the House of Worship car uh-huh. so I could study. So uh-huh. I was always in front of a 770 Eastern Parkway, you know, the acetic. Yeah, uh, so it's a thing. fixer. Like a fixer. So I took that this car. This is Crown Heights, the 771, right? Yeah, 7-1, on bed and East New York. Anyways, I took that car so I could really study. Uh, and I did. And I did good on the source. This goes to show you what kind of crazy people are on this job. <laughs> you, you know for a fact you held a dying guy's... You know, organs together in the car, you were saying. And yet, you'll still sit in the car, like, yeah. and, and like, yeah. you know, in Crown Heights. Yeah. And yeah. study for sergeant. When you yeah. figure you'd be like this. Yeah, you Most people would be like, yeah. well, you know, you're, like with their gun out. <laughs> yeah, you were. You did. You had your gun in your lap. And you never pulled up. Did, that's what you did. You had your gun right here? All the time. Let me ask you something. Did, did, did you have a sister that you put the Sambuco Romana in yeah. while you were that's studying right. and exactly. with the three beans? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, with the bullets in the pocket. The expression machine on the desk. We had bad uniforms. Shaggy hair bad uniforms, mutton chops, and the whole thing. And the cars, we had the bad equipment was terrible. Yeah, yeah. The equipment was terrible. And every day I would come back from my uh, days off, 
and the dashboard would be more of it would be gone. Yeah, you know when they said eat it away, and they yeah. go somehow they said chip it away. The guy. Yeah, I tell the story with a knife. About the uh, pen holder. In the yeah. car. <laughs> it was terrible. I, I had the gauges left. The gas gauge was there, and everything else was gone. Yeah. Out of the car. Do you ever have a car where you couldn't tell how much gas was in there? <laughs> you said, uh, I used to, uh, they used to run out of gas. We used to overheat them. Yeah. And, oh, it was terrible. Anyway. From there, I, I, I took the steady post. I worked with a German partner. I don't want to mention his name. Well, how'd you, what'd you call that car? That was <laughs> the Crown Auto. Auto. But this the guy, he was a good guy. He was a good guy. His father was a, uh, and his uncle were Lufa pilots, you know, with the German pilots. Uh-huh. And, uh, and his, uh, his baby brother, because he came from Germany, he had a very strong German accent, and his baby brother uh, died when the Americans bombed. Uh, Germany uh-huh. and it, from oh, a heart attack his baby brother died two years old or something anyway Peter come here uh, yeah right so <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in the car with him and we were in front of, uh, uh-huh. of uh, 770 Eastern Parkway and, and I'm studying I said Larry whatever you do don't talk uh-huh. when, when the uh, Jewish folks would come out to his oh, seat wow. oh so God. don't talk because he had the German accent it's yeah. just, Larry, don't fucking talk no matter what they say I'll do the talking right. you just say hello and the Rebbe would come out Rabbi Sneerson Mm-hmm. And he knew me very well because from Sneerson was the Sneerson, Grand Rebbe. The Grand Rebbe. Yeah, right, the guy, yeah. It would part. Like they would part. The sea, over. like the yeah. sea of people. Yeah. Yeah. And, and all the Hasidics would part. Yeah. And Rabbi Sneerson would come over. He'd come over to the radio car. Yeah. He'd do this. Give me a high ball. I swear to God. And the whole crowd would go, woo. And oh. I'd give him a high ball back. Larry wouldn't do it, my German partner. He wouldn't give him a high ball, I, a high ball back. Yeah. You know? But. Uh, yeah, that's a pretty powerful position at Grand Ribby because I remember when, uh, I don't know if it was him that died, but the procession that he had when I was I a think rookie, it was him. I think when I worked in the task force, man, they had, yeah. it must have been, it was hundreds of thousands of people coming to pay their respect for the Grand Ribby and everybody wanted to touch the coffin. Yeah. And they are they don't mind punching you and pushing you. No, and yeah. no we had all. Oh, and it, you know, no, they yeah. don't mind. I mean, you got you got hit a couple of times and you didn't know who did it. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. the back yeah. of the head, yeah. you're, you're yeah. hitting people. It yeah. was it was crazy. Yeah, it got crazy and when we called for an 85, you know, to for assistance when things get out of control, maybe one of the black kids would beat up one of the ascetics uh, from the 77 side to come over, take the hats, they had those big fancy hats and run down the right. streets. How are you going to catch those kids? And then the, the, the Hasidics would catch up, maybe a, a black kid and pummel him up a little bit. They had the different, uh, they had their patrol, the so Jewish those, patrol. Those, they, they've been living um, uh, like side by side together yes. in that part of Brooklyn for, yes. you're talking about since the 70s. Yes. yes, it was always that conflict. But isn't it interesting how the, the term for a hook became, he has a rabbi, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. I never had that. That's where it came from. Right? It bared out. I never had a hook. Yeah. I never had a rabbi. I just went where they sent me. But anyway. But he was um, giving you this, so you must have me, some oh, kind yeah. of hook. <laughs> I thought I, I, I did. You was hooked I did. up. I found out later. I thought I did. I so you actually tried to use him as a hook later? Well, not him. I mean, but I thought maybe they would help me out. But, you know, because they the did phone? try. Yeah. But they did try. But uh, so. Uh, now they just pick up the phone right to the PC. No. Right? Yeah, they did. They had a red phone. Yeah. The mayor's office. The level of trying is. It depends on who's asking. It's good. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? But like uh, they liked you, but... But Brooklyn was... I, I liked it. It was good. Uh, if, if we're not going to get promoted. Uh, I'm going to stay there. Uh, I was hoping... Uh, I'll take any one of the precincts you had because I didn't want to pay the toll. And, uh, and that was it. So... Uh, but we, it was a good place to work. It was busy. 
Uh, we had the blackout in 1977, and uh, the place all went dark. Tell us about the blackout. Were you okay. working when yeah. it happened? Or yeah, you, I was doing a 4 to 12. I was doing a 4 to 12. Uh, I worked the blackout. That's you did? Right. Yeah. Not in 77. No, no. no. I was, <laughs> the, 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 were you born in 77? No, it was like uh, 2000. What was it? I forget when it was. It was in the 26. When the blackout, I yeah, forget when it was happened. Yeah, three days. Anyway. It was like 98 degrees. How long was it? Yours? Uh, a couple of days, the blackout. Yeah. So the... the on the 4 to 12, I don't know, maybe 5 o'clock, I said, what the fuck now? They, the precinct didn't pay the bill again. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's a shithole precinct. Yeah. It was a real piss hole, the old 7-1 precinct. And they, uh, everything went dark. Uh-huh. Everything went dark. So I says, what's going on? Then he says, no, the whole city's down. Oh, wow. He says, are you fucking kidding me? The whole city's out. So right away, I had my guys, and I said, let's get some beers. I said, we just finished lunch. No, we got to go out. The Irish guys are always turning yeah. the Irish. Let's, let's, let's go to the You beers. call for the beers? No, I didn't want the beers. I don't want beers. We're a couple of guys. I didn't want, want the beers. He said, let's get some beers. We're yeah. going to have some fun. This is going to be good. But he says, you're not going home anytime soon until this is over. So we're riding around four guys to a car, a cage car, and I had Louie in the back, and uh, some of the other guys there, and we're... And, if we're going, and the, they were ripping off the gates. Tell on the, the audience what a ca- cage car means. Cage car, is a, it's a prisoner transport car. Mm-hmm. So you had cages between the, uh, the front seat and the back seat. So mm-hmm. if you put the prisoner back, you had no door handles on it. Right. So in the back, so they can't get out. And they couldn't grab and, and grab the cop in the front. Any prisoners would put in the back. Anyway, so uh, we, this went on for quite a few hours. We're herding the people up, and they were ripping the gates off on Utica Avenue and looting everything. You know, they were wrecking the city, all around the city. And uh, I'm driving down the sidewalk. Just one quick story. I'm driving down the sidewalk. I had a couple of beers, and it was pitch dark. I'm down on Utica Avenue. Down about 100, 200 feet. Boom, I hit a fire hydrant. Oh, just dented the car, stopped the car. It was only going mm-hmm. five, ten miles an what hour. What was his name? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking no one, nothing like that. And the guys were pissed off at me. What the fuck are you doing? Uh-huh. And a big dent in the hood uh-huh. and a thing uh-huh. like that. I went back to the precinct, and then I fell asleep for a couple hours in front of the station house, you know. And I said, let me take a break. And the place was really apart. The next day or the day and a half uh-huh. later, when the lights went back on, it was a fucking mess. I mean, all the furniture all over the place, all the stores wrecked. Uh-huh. It was, they looted it was everywhere, right? Everywhere. And <laughs> the yeah, your boss was like, who, who smashed the car? That's what he said. Right? So I'm in front of it, and I was standing on the hood. I was trying to bang the hood back down uh-huh. to make it like it was okay. Uh-huh. I didn't want to do no paperwork. There was no paperwork. Nobody ever knew anything. <laughs> Nobody ever Leave the fuck. I figured somebody yeah. stole the car. They didn't know. Anyway. Someone hit the car. It was parked. Parked yeah, the thing. Was, cars always parked. And then and that was it. I stayed. And then in, uh, we had the layoffs. And that was a bad thing. You know, they You got laid off? No, no, I was safe because I come on so early. I had enough seniority. How much time did you have to have so you didn't get laid off? Uh, about five years. Okay, yeah, so I you had, had more years. than five years. Uh, yeah. And this was like nineteen seventy five, I think, the layoffs. And they laid off like uh, what five thousand guys or wow. something like that. Wait, a good piece of the department, they tricked us. And they gave us out computer sheets. So besides your memo book with the jobs, you filled out a computer sheet. Right, and you put your, all your jobs on there, so you handled uh, ten jobs, twenty jobs, thirty jobs, and they took you put all the disposition back on yeah. where that radio call Start, came out, and where it started, and where it ended, and they I knew exactly piece, what yeah. you did. They knew exactly how much work you did, and they figured out the city how many cops they could lay off, and that's what wow. that was all about. Wow. So they fed, and they says we don't need that many. We could go with five thousand less. And I think it was Mayor Beam. You know, he, he was a dick, and he was like a money guy. Mm-hmm. You know, but Beam. But, uh, and he said the city's going broke, and because you say it's going broke, it does go broke. Right. You know, everybody took their money out, out of the city. 
And uh, so we had the layoffs. And so I had to wait to get promoted a little bit. And then in 77, I got promoted. And then I, uh, I, I begged around trying to stay in Brooklyn. I'd take any shitty precinct you got in Brooklyn mm-hmm. uh, just to avoid the toll. Right. And, and then I got a phone call that night. He said, Pete, we tried, but, you know, you, you're just not hooked enough. You, you can't go. You weren't mm-hmm. locked in enough. And, they, and the shit was going down in the 3-2. Three, 3-2. Two, three, two. I says, I remember the 3-2. I says, I was in the 2-6. I used to look down at the 3-2. Right. I says, I, and the smoke used to come up out of the 3 So two. you were like, Grand Rebbe! No, 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 we can do nothing. Nothing. <laughs> no, you know, this? You know, you think you have some, you know, somebody, you know. I don't want to go to the 3-2. <laughs> the 3-2. Two. Two. Well, you was was the guy that used to work with that German cop? <laughs> yes. You think fucked. so? Yes, you're good, Mark. Very good. Probably so. Anyway, one thing, I stepped on somebody's toes. Whatever the story was, and then I, Michelle was there on the promotion day, and I knew where, where I was going. I said, no, I'm going back to Harlem. And she said, but you were no, no, that was, now I'm going to the real Harlem here. Central Harlem, the 3 2 prison. Mm-hmm. They had 19. The Tomb uh, of Gloom. Oh, it was, but it was a good place. <laughs> a house of heroes. Uh-huh. And it was. It was the best thing that ever happened for me. Every, gr- you know, every busy precinct has yeah, the best cops. The best cops. Yeah. It, it was good. I mean, but I, I don't knock cops anywhere in the city. They're all good. Yeah. People got killed anywhere. And. Uh, it, it was but a, there's it, a higher level of diligence and of uh, being aware when you're in a really busy place. Yeah, and, you know, I guess that's true. Yeah. You know, I, I just never wanted to, uh, you know, if you were ever the underdog, mm-hmm. and you guys are cool guys, so maybe you were never the underdog. Uh, there were a lot of guys, and we'll talk about that later, but a lot of guys were the underdogs, and they never had a hook, they never could get anywhere mm-hmm. and get a special assignments and shit. Yeah, but like you know that, what? You know? Sometimes the, the best part of this job, I always say, is when you have no control. And by that I mean... You don't have a hook. This you got to work wherever they put you. You got to work the tour that they put you on. And sometimes when you uh, when you look back upon your career, those are pro- those are when you had the best times. Yeah, because all you're trying to yes. do is find a comfort level on this job, make this job work for you. Yeah. And when you do that, you're also eliminating a lot of the fun yeah. times that happen. You know, yeah. I want to be close to home. No offense, Michelle, but um, <laughs> I want to be close to home. I want to work this tour. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And everything that you do is cutting around the ability for the job to use you and stuff that you Well, that's yeah. why when they got rid of the nine squad chart, it killed camaraderie. Yeah. Because no one, you everyone didn't to get together. to work with yeah. everybody. You yeah, know? you didn't get to yep. know a lot of people. Now you got the day tours, you got the four to twelves, and you got the midnights. Who's doing the right. summons car? Yeah. Who's doing the house of worship car yeah. and the steady? Yeah, he had some yeah. good things. Yeah. Guy, he yeah. complains a lot, this guy. No, guy. no let me tell you. No, me, I, no, 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 Mark. But let me tell you. You had the house of worship crowd for a year. I'm being the... So you can study. I can study. I, I can... I can tell you, I had a lot of fun. I always I laughed. I laughed. I'm just busting your chops. I know chops. that. We'll come to the end of the first hour. Oh, we are? Just, no, yeah, no, yeah, no fucking way. We got a whole other hour coming up. We're at the first hour already? When we get five more minutes? Okay, good. All right, good. When I went to the 3-2 person, thanks... I went to the 3-2, and it was the best thing that ever happened to me. You know, yeah, I, I really, you earn your wings, you know, so they it's say. It's funny, guy, because I'm going to bring up, there was another assassination attempt against your life while you worked in the 3-2, and here he is saying it's the best thing that ever yeah, happened to yeah. me. Yeah, well, because I, I, I learned in Brooklyn it was good. Tough, tough cop, Brooklyn cops, tough cops, yeah. tough cops. You got Not involved, uh, you, you went to anti-crime where you were working in the 3-2, right? I, I backfilled in all those precincts. I, what happened, I was regular patrol. I was mm-hmm. a sergeant, and, and and I backfilled with all the uh, different units. I backfilled with the SNOO team. I filled in because some of the older sergeants there had the uh, special assignments. But anyway, I backfilled with anti-crime, SNOO. Uh, a new boss came in over there because the other boss 
so to speak, that the precinct was really out of control with the amount of murders they had. Right. And that it was like, you know, 100 a month, whatever the hell it was. There were bodies all over the wow, street. Wow, that's amazing. It was high. And they had uh, 19 shootings on one corner on Bradhurst Avenue. Right. Something like that. And I says, holy shit. So, so that's why you're there. He says they want to like a war zone. It really does. Yeah. It's like a war zone. Yeah, it was. But you worked. You know. But you then you got into narcotics too, right? Yes. So uh, I, I went as to... As a sergeant. As a sergeant. Uh, I'm a sergeant now, and then uh, the uh, one of the uh, bosses who came in, and uh, I was doing some work, uh, doing some sweeps and stuff like that. Uh, community uh, at the community meetings, I went to see the community people. I met some good community people, and uh, and I tried to help, legitimately tried to help uh, the community because they were really overwhelmed. Is that where you where you ran into uh, Rita Webb Smith? You got it. Yes. A, a and Rita Webb Smith was a community activist. You got it. And she hated narcotics. You got it. And she put up a, a big fight uh, to get it. to rid, rid the neighborhood, that part of Harlem, of the narcotics. You got it. And I guess you became her right hand in that. You got it. Yeah, her and liaison. So yeah, she you was your it. grand rabbi. God. Yeah, she hooked you up, yeah. That's the best I can say. I'll go for the next. Anyway, when she... Uh, uh, I. The uh, boss, a uh, good guy, Italian boss, matter of fact, he liked me, and he says, Pete, look, you're doing good. Were you guys speaking Italian at all in yeah. the precinct? Yeah, you were, sure. okay. Yeah. I'd, be a little, <laughs> I'd be a little intimidated by that. If an Irish guy walking out, the CEO and the son just like speaking in Italian. He said, Pete, like, Whoa. I'm going to give you a task force. <laughs> he says, you're going to have a narcotics task force, pick eight guys or uh. nine guys, and make sure it's racially, racially diverse, because you can never take that amount of people mm -hmm. off the streets, sure. of which we did. It had to be a, a mixed team. Mm -hmm. Black guys sort of got a bums uh, deal over the years, mm -hmm. but we never really had, they never really got some of the special assignments, so I was happy to mm -hmm. do it. I met you know what's ironic guys. about what you're saying is that, you know, we're talking a lot about racists in the 70s and stuff like that, and you had the Italian guy, a car that you worked with, with Louis Polito and a, a, a lot of other people, but in the end, um, you're working with Anita Webb Smith, but that contract that got put out was by your, your own Yes. Your own people. Gambino's crew. Put Gambino up the money. crime family, yeah. the Italian brothers. Yeah. Yes. They put a, they put a hit out on another Italian. That's right. Because you were putting a you were you were locking up so many people with this narcotics yes. uh unit that they put you put together that you you became a big problem. You put a That's dent right. in their business. You got it. Wow. Yeah. And we had it wasn't just me alone, of course, but we were out there and we were doing sweeps. You know, when you were allowed to do the sweeps. Yeah. We you know, took the people off the block. Clean out the buildings. Well, you know what? A sweep yeah. is an important thing. Let's just end on that. Tell, yeah. Describe what a sweep is to our audience. Just if, if you, yeah. not, They're not all cops. Yeah. So what happened was uh, we had uh, narcotic-prone locations, mm -hmm. and that gave us the permission and authority to do certain things at the narcotic-prone locations with the district attorney's office. Mm -hmm. So when I say sweeps, we block off. We, we made observations first. We knew who was all doing the drugs. We knew all the, the junkies out there and all the drug dealers were on the street. So you block off this side of the street, that side of the street, send cars in the middle, and we take everybody. Mm -hmm. Take everybody by 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 people and give some of this out to the, the real garbage ones uh, loitering for the purpose of narcotics and then take the possessions on misdemeanor felony possessions and uh, and we come up with guns. But also the th a block might have hundreds of people oh, yeah. on it, right? Oh, yeah. Hundreds. Hundreds. And there's no oh, warning, yeah. right? 
What do you mean, warning to the people? Yeah, it's not like we're going to do a sweep or next. No, no, no. no, no. Attention, this is aviation. People forget anyway. They're still going to be there. I guarantee if you come tomorrow, we're going to sweep. It's like when you put up the sign, no parking tomorrow. No park when? Tomorrow. When is there no parking? Tomorrow. What do you do? You parked it. So people, you can tell people all day. It's going to be a sweep. We're doing a sweep tomorrow. They're going to go there anyway. We'll get there before the sweep or after the sweep. We got to get high, though. Oh, fuck that. They ain't doing a sweep. I told the one community leader, I did tell her. He says, look for us sometime tomorrow. I told her, we're giving it time. I said, well, things are going to change tomorrow. And we did. We, I don't know how many. We took 80, 90 people uh-huh. off the street. So that was the beginning. And that was the beginning of it. I had made prior sweeps, but this was the, the kickoff of the narcotics task force that one. we had. Wow. That was a big one. And the word spread immediately. All right. So we're going to talk about your relationship with Rita uh, Webb Smith uh, some more on the second hour. But so far, man, this that went quick, a, right? Yeah, I hope it, I didn't. It does. Uh, when it went I hope I didn't bore anybody. Put anybody no, in the no, sleep. No, it was good. It was okay. Excellent, man. What do we cover right now? You're not even on the job three days before you're <laughs> shooting in a, in a ring somewhere. How <laughs> about? And then they put you to go work. He's hooking up at the Grand Ribby. There's an assassination attempt. Two, two officers got killed. The 13 officers. Uh, assassinated within that year, or your first year on the job. I, I don't know how you put up with it, Rochelle, to be honest with you. <laughs> but all right, we'll be back for hour number two, Police Off the Cuff, with um, Peter J. Pranzo, and this, this was great, man. Thank, Thank you so much, guys. Take a break. Thank you so much.